0: Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you Whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6.
1: God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Friends, as we join in worship today, from our various homes, may we feel God's Holy Spirit drawing us together. My name is McCall Cottrell, and I'm the minister at Grace United Church in Hanover. Welcome to today's worship service for August 1st, 2021. As you welcome us into your home, we welcome you into ours. While we may not be able to be together in person, there are many events continuing to happen at Grace United Church online. For more information please see our weekly email announcements or contact the church office. A special announcement is that today marks my final service with you until November. During this time I will be away from Grace United in order to serve Antler River Watershed, Western Ontario Waterway, and Horseshoe Falls Regional Councils as the Acting Pastoral Relations Minister, while the Reverend Diane Blanchard is on sabbatical. My work while away will involve supporting the relationship between congregations and ministers in the three regional councils. This includes training ministry and personnel committees, answering questions around United Church policy, training and supporting those who help congregations searching for a new minister, supporting ministers who are on or going on leave, and much more. I'm very grateful to our church board for granting me a leave in order to take on this work and share in this new experience. While I'm away, the Reverend Sarah Brewer will be sharing in ministry with you. Sarah brings a wide breadth of experience in ministry and I know she will be a blessing to our church. Please contact her if you need to talk while I am away. I know that she will experience what I do here at Grace United, a community of deep faith, love and support. I look forward to returning on November 1st when we can share all that we learned and experienced over the three months. And friends, as we enter into this time of worship, we remember that for thousands of years, indigenous people have walked upon this land and that their relationship with the land is at the center of their lives and spirituality. We recognize that we are all treaty people. At Grace United Church, we are part of Saugeen Treaty 45 and a half and we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee, Ojibwe, Anishnabek, and Métis people. We acknowledge the part the Church has played in an ongoing history of oppression and racism and colonization. We pray that God may ever lead us in building right relationships. Friends, come, let us worship.
0: May the light of Christ shine brightly in our lives and all around us.
1: We join together in our call to worship. In the beginning, before time, before people, Before the world began, God was. Here and now, among us, beside us, enlisting the people of the earth for the purpose of heaven, God is. In the future, when we have turned to dust and all we know has found its fulfillment, God will be. Not denying the world, but delighting in it. Not condemning the world, but redeeming it through Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, God was, God is, and God will be. Friends, let us join together in prayer. Let us pray. God ever-present, bless this time of worship that we may find renewal, direction, and strength in you for this week and all the weeks to come. Amen.
2: Today's mission for Minute for Mission is entitled, COVID-19 Won't End Until It Ends for Everyone. Visible minority is the term often used to refer to non-Indigenous uh, racialized people. Think about it for a minute. In reality, 80% of people around the world are of African, Asian, Latin American, and Arab descent. They are not the minority. They are the global majority, and only 1% of these, the, this global minority majority has been vaccinated against COVID-19. In fact, most won't be vaccinated until 2023 or 2024. We need to take action now to ensure that everyone around the globe has access to vaccines because the COVID-19 crisis won't end for anyone until it ends for everyone. There is something you can do to help, many things actually. First, you can join our moderator in calling on the Canadian government to share excess vaccines, allocate more funds to COVAX, increase official development assistance, and suspend the international agreement on property rights to allow vaccines to be produced more quickly and affordably around the world. You might use the email template on our Call for Global Vaccine Access for All page. Check out the moderator's video message too. Second, you can support mission and service partners working hard to continue to to contribute to food and relief distribute personal protective equipment, and host programs to prevent and control the spread of the disease. Third, for just $25, you can give the gift of a two-dose vaccine. Pay it forward through the special gift of a vaccine through our United Church's Gifts with Vision. Fourth, you can join the whole of the church as we pray for the world together. Living and caring God, we have done everything we've been told, worn masks, stayed home, gotten our shots. Isn't it about time all this is over? Let us remember always that no, it's not over. It's not over for people in so many places we never think about. People whose lives were already in a struggle now overflowing with illness and loss and grief and often with no masks, no shots, no way to stay safe at home. Remind us, God of the whole world, that the whole world is our family, that this won't be all over until it is over for all. And let us do all we can to give the whole world family What we take for granted, hope for a future. Amen. Our scripture reading is John 6, verses 24 to 35. When the crowd saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they got into those boats and went to Capernaum looking for him. When the people found Jesus on the other side of the lake, they said to him, Teacher, when did you get here? Jesus answered, I'm telling you the truth. You are looking for me because you ate the bread and had all you wanted, not because you understood my miracles. Do not work for food that goes bad. Instead, work for the food that lasts for eternal life. This is the food which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has put his mark of approval on him. So they asked him, What can we do in order to do what God wants us to do? Jesus answered, What God wants you to do is to believe in the one he sent. They replied, What miracle will you perform so that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the desert, just as the scripture says. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. I'm telling you the truth, Jesus said. What Moses gave you was not the bread from heaven. It is my father who gives you the real bread from heaven. For the bread that God gives is is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they asked him, give us this bread always. I am the bread of life, Jesus told them. He who comes to me will never be hungry, He who believes in me will never be thirsty.
1: Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be blessed and enriched by God. We stood there in the evening, staring out at the cows in the field at the end of the street that Jessica and I live on. Now, we see these cows regularly, and we always enjoy this sight. However, this particular evening was different. Two of our nephews were visiting, Henry, who is eight, and Joey, who is six. I looked down at them, their little bodies filled with excitement as they pointed to the larger cows that were watching carefully and the little calves, some of whom were drinking milk from their mothers. In that moment the common sight for me was different. I was seeing the world through their eyes, fresh through their eyes. I was seeing it as if it were the very first time. Life was broken open and I was taking in the fullness of that moment with my nephews. The beauty, wonder, and sacredness of life was visible. It was a moment, a moment of awe. We stood there for a couple of minutes before heading back to the house for a snack and a good night story, story. It's true, deeply true, that you're looking for me not because you saw signs, but because I gave you your fill of bread. Don't work for the food that fills you temporarily, but for the food that endures for eternal life. The crowd has gathered around Jesus, wanting more from him. This crowd stood in wonder as two fish and five loaves of bread were divided up and passed around, only the day before. Five thousand people were told, ate their fill, and there was leftovers. Now they have followed Jesus across the Sea of Galilee and they want more. In an occupied society under a lot of pressure and turmoil, where injustice, poverty, violence and fear are common, they want the security they felt when the bread and fish were eaten. They want jesus to be their prophet king a new david they want jesus to be a new moses for them so they approach jesus and want to know more how did you get here they ask wondering how he crossed the sea and when he arrived when do what do we need to do in order to perform the works of god they wonder searching for the acts they must perform in order to be holy enough can you perform more miracles for us, they request, hoping to feel that, the same as they did just that day before. Give us bread always, they plead, wanting the security they hope that Jesus can offer them. Hearing the people's needs, Jesus invites them to go deeper. He says to them, don't just ask for food to fill your bellies today. I'll give you the bread of life, of eternal life, which is from God. Strive for that which is deeper. We have a responsibility to awe. Philosopher Jason Silva boldly proclaims the statement in his amazing video, simply entitled, Awe. You can find the video either on our faith church Facebook page or by searching for AWE, A-W-E, and Jason S-I-L-V-A on YouTube. AWE isn't just something nice, Jason Silva points out. It is something that we need to do as human beings. AWE is that experience of the vastness, the depth, the overflowing wonder and beauty of life. Theologian Matthew Fox writes that awe opens the doors in our souls, in our hearts and minds. Awe, he goes on, is bigger than we are, like the sacred is bigger than we are. And so it pulls us out of ourselves. It touches on transcendence. It elicits memorable experiences. Awe awakens reverence, respect, and gratitude. He goes on to point out That awe is at the root of the religious experience and the practices, art, and rituals of faith. That moment shared with my nephews watching cattle was a moment of awe for me. It connected me with something bigger, holier, and sacred. I know from conversations I've had with others over my years of ministry that many of us encounter moments of awe and they are powerful, wonderful, and life-giving. For many people, it is through nature that we feel awe or in holding a baby for the first time or in a relationship through a spiritual practice or in deeply religious moments. There are many ways we feel awe. Where do you encounter awe? But more often than not, I don't take in these holy moments of awe and I know that I'm not alone. Jason Silva in that video explains the psychology of why we fail to take in the wonder and beauty of life so often. It is because of something called hedonic adaptation. He says that our brains map out our everyday settings and because we are so used to common stimuli, We don't take it in anymore, don't take it in fully anymore. Now this is great when we are driving our car and we aren't so lost in the beauty and ecstasy of the world around us, but it also means that we can so easily and so often miss the depth and beauty of life right here, right now. The grass and the crops growing, cattle grazing, the beauty of where we live for the most part of our experience is just there. Often we are like the crowd surrounding Jesus in the synagogue, barely scratching the surface saying, give us more bread. And hearing Jesus respond, there's more than that. You need to strive for that which is deeper. Work for the food of eternal life. I am the bread of life. The Gospel reading we hear today is just the beginning of Jesus' Bread of Life speech, which will make up Gospel readings for the rest of the month. It's a speech in the Johannian tradition that is wordy, complicated, and filled with deep and beautiful symbolism. Today we hear the invitation that begins the conversation. The crowd gathered around Jesus and the Gospel audience throughout the ages is invited not just to grasp at the surface layers of life and faith, not just to strive for bread, but to enter into the sacred depths to eat the bread of eternal life. This is the sacred depth where a a man from Galilee, the son of a carpenter, can also be the revelation of God, the incarnation of sacred wisdom, the one who breaks down the illusionary walls that divide the sacred from the ordinary, creation from heaven, us from God, the one who shows us the power and potential of each of us for lives of love and justice. The crowd standing in front of Jesus and the gospel audience throughout time is being invited to see not just Jesus, but their life, the world around them and the whole of creation in its true sacred depth and beauty. They are invited to taste, take in, and embody eternal life. That is the life of the ages. That's life fully alive. That's life in tune with God where the dominion of heaven is lived, shared, embodied right here and right now. Don't just ask for ordinary bread, Jesus calls through the pages of our Gospel, but for the bread of life, of eternal life. Experience and live the deep sacredness that is all around you. Our faith invites us to not just see who Jesus is and place our trust in him, which is what belief means, but to see and engage the world in the way that Jesus did, to see all creation in its full depth. We are invited to break through the hedonic adaptation and to pause and breathe in deeply the sacred that is right here and right now. Those moments of awe that many of us have experienced are sacramental moments. Sacraments are objects, practices, rituals, and moments when the holy, explodes into our awareness into the place beyond words and we are overcome wrapped in filled with the sacred They are awe-filled moments It is in those moments. We taste fully the bread of eternal life where the illusionary walls that of division fade away And we know that we are truly one one with each other one with all creation one with Christ and one with God and this oneness shapes how we live. It's that awareness of the true omnipotence of God, the everywhere and ever-presentness of God. It's there that it's experienced. When we taste the bread of eternal life, we plumb the sacred depths. The land around us isn't just a blur that passes us by, but a sacred part of God's good creation, filled with God's presence. We see once again the cattle and sheep that we raise, the crops we tend, the patients we care for, the co-workers who get on our nerves when we are tired from being on Zoom all day. We see them as filled with God's presence, and it is a gift to be sharing life with one another. That face we see in the mirror, the body of a loved one we touch, the air that flows across our skin is filled with God's presence. Or as the medieval Christian mystic Meister Eckhart proclaims, Every single creature is full of God and is a book about God. This is the invitation of our faith to experience the sacred extraordinary in the ordinary. This is the invitation of Christ that through him we encounter God's presence in all things and through these awe-filled moments we are inspired to live a more loving, peaceful, justice-centered, whole and holy life. A life where eternal life, the dominion of God, breaks into this very moment. This is a life we can all live, no matter our age or our health or our ability or what life is like in the midst of this pandemic. This is where striving for bread of eternal life leads us. So friends, come. Let us be open to the holy moments of awe, Feast on the sacredness of life and be part of the amazing things that God is doing right here and right now. Amen. Thanks be to God. We join together in prayer. Let us pray. Holy One, you are ever present. Open us to the beauty and potential of life. Be with us now, we pray as we join together in prayer. We thank you for all the blessings that surround us, the beauty of a new day, the majesty and complexity of creation, the moments of love, community and friendship that strengthen and encourage us. Help us, O God, to remain ever mindful to the rich blessings of life. We thank you, God, for all of the gifts of time talent, love, prayer, and money that so many offer to our church, our local missions projects, and the Mission Service Fund. Bless these gifts and continue to guide their use that they may be an expression of your great love in our community and our world. Today marks Emancipation Day in Canada. Today is the anniversary of the day in 1834 when the Slavery Abolition Act Came into effect in the British Empire. We lament, O oh God, the history of slavery of black and indigenous people in Canada and its ongoing impact. We lament the reality of racism, including anti black racism and discrimination. We give you thanks, O oh God, for your spirit leading the prophetic voices of our time and guiding us all in the courage to share and listen. We pray that we may all work for healing. We pray, O oh God, for all who are in hospital, all who are ill, and all who are dying, for friends, family, and caregivers, and healthcare workers. We pray, O oh God, for those who are struggling through this pandemic, those who are feeling isolated, alone, those who are struggling with addiction, those who have lost loved ones, those who are feeling overwhelmed. We pray, O God, for all who are working to distribute and administer the vaccinations, for those who are working to make sure that no part of the world is left behind. We pray for Dr. Ian Era and all who work in public health. Guide us, O God, as we continue to make the sacrifices to care for ourselves and one another, and as we reach out and support one another in safe ways. We hold in prayer the Reverend Sarah Brewer, as she begins her three-month ministry with Grace United. Bless her, O God, and guide her ministry with our church. Continue to guide and inspire our congregation as we share in this new ministry with her. We offer our individual prayers to you now. We pray all this in Jesus' name, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hello,
3: I'm Adam Olivero, Chair of the Affirming Committee at Grace United Church in Hanover, Ontario. The Affirming Committee is pleased to bring you a message today concerning Bill C-6 that's from Grace United Church as well, but Grace United Church out of Sarnia, Ontario, sharing some of their thoughts with Bill C-6. We hope you enjoy this message as Patrick from Grace United Church in Sarnia, Ontario talks about it along with other congregate members and the Reverend. My name is Pat Morrison and I'm part of the pastoral team here at Grace United Church in Sarnia. In light of the recent conversations sparked by Bill C-6, we here at Grace as gay, lesbian, straight, bi, trans, queer, and as allies, we stand in solidarity with the LGBTQ plus community. We have a particular conviction that celebrates all expressions of gender identity and sexual orientation. And we are an affirming ministry of the United Church of Canada.
4: Hi, my name is Barb Baxter and I'm a member of the Affirming Committee at Grace United Church. Affirm United is an organization that seeks to support people of all sexual orientations and gender identities within the United Church of Canada and our society. It does this through education, action and support. As an affirming ministry, Grace went through a process of education, discernment and reflection to determine what it truly means to be inclusive and justice seeking. As a congregation, we recognize that many LGBTQ individuals have experienced and continue to experience messages of negativity, judgment, and hatred, often in the name of Christianity. As a congregation, we intend to be public, intentional, and explicit in our support of people of all sexual orientations and gender expressions, and we will use our collective voice to stand out against injustices within our community and our society.
5: I've never been a particularly religious person, but when Jesse and I moved away to Nova Scotia, uh, we happened upon a congregation in Bedford, um, a United church that we were welcomed in immediately. And we felt very attracted to it because of their advocacy, because of their justice seeking nature, because of the way that they outwardly involved themselves in the community and seeking to make the world better for marginalized folks. And as it turned out, they became the first affirming congregation in the country. And that's when I really learned what it meant to be affirming and accepting. When we moved back home to Sarnia, I didn't expect to find a place like that to raise our kids in, uh, but we did. We found a a wonderful place at Grace United Church that seeks to welcome everybody, to include them, to uh, seek truth and justice through love and for love. And we couldn't be any happier to raise our kids in an environment like that
0: as a member of the lgbtq plus community myself i feel as though i am able to embrace my own identity to the fullest without fear of it being questioned or judged
6: my name is kenji marui i recently joined the pastoral team at grace united church not an easy thing to do during a pandemic, but a risk I was willing to take because of its affirming ministry designation. The church throughout history doesn't have a great reputation, especially when loud fundamentalist voices pound pulpits with judgmental social stances. It would be easy to throw my hands up and, and walk away from organized religion given all the harm done in God's good name. Except. I refuse to surrender to the notion that we're all close-minded bigots. I remain committed because we can be Christian and accept scientific truth, honor other faiths, and celebrate every expression of sexuality. Such is my prayer for the long and complicated journey that is life, and I'm glad to have a community that believes the same, to be part of a church with pride.
3: Big and small here, there's room for all here. Women, men, non-binary here, free to be you entirely here. LGBTQ and straight here, there is no hate here. Married, divorced, and singles here, it's one family that mingles here. Doubt and believe here, we all can receive here. Conservative and liberal here, we've all got to give a little here. Whatever your race here, for all of us, grace here. In imitation of God's ridiculous love, let's live together without these labels above.
1: Friends, as we conclude this time of worship, and continue to worship God in our words and our actions. May we always remember that God goes where we go, guides us where we must make choices, comforts us where we hurt, and may God continue to surprise us for who we are and what we do now and always. Let us go in love, go in peace, and go with God. Amen.
0: Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6.